Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome back to Talking to Nobody. I'm Zane Talkington, and for this week's episode, I got to interview one of my best friends, Jessie Lee Kelly. She's an actress, dancer, pure bar instructor, writer, blogger, and environmentalist. She gives us helpful hints on what we can do to help the environment and why it is so important to do so. We talk about her transition from the dance world into acting and the hardships she faced along the way. She reminds us of how important it is to embrace love and take care of our bodies and minds and that it's okay to change your original plan or dream if the one you were working towards begins to tear you down. Starting over, moving to a new place, and embarking on a new journey can be scary, but if you find the courage within yourself to take the leap, you might surprise yourself. You are strong, you are enough, and you are not alone. Thank you so much for listening. Talking to nobody So you want to be somebody make them feel weird about it because I'm like you know that's about a guy <laughs> like it's about a guy named Jesse's guy, girlfriend right so it's so not... it's like I'm like I always just kind of like look at people and I'm like yeah okay cool. okay haha like a good one yeah, yeah like, I've one. never heard that one before what's that song who sings it is right. he from Jersey <laughs> oh my well I'm sorry that I did it I just had to I know it's okay there's actually <laughs> like right across the street on that thing on the road, I don't know what it is, it says Jesse's girl. You know, I was actually okay. over there sitting at a table once and I was yeah. sitting across from a friend and she saw it behind me in the background and she did like a, like a video with the music and I was just sitting there like, oh my god, this uh, is ridiculous. It was meant for you. Yes. Well, yes, we are here with Jesse Lee Kelly. Well, that's your stage name that you go by, right? Yes. So what is your full real name? My full real name, the Catholic name <laughs> my parents gave me, Jesse Lee Ann Essexon. Jesse Lee Ann is Anne. my confirmation name. Oh, nice. Boom. Okay, so you um, didn't have that as your middle name until you were confirmed. That's how it works, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I so my see. legal name is Jesse Lee Essexon. Asikson. Asikson. That's, that's we really, Yeah, we're not really sure. I've gotten a lot of stories of, like, the ethnicity, if it's okay. Czech, um, maybe Lithuanian, okay. or Latvian, Estonian. Um, anything with an Ian? Anything with an Onian at the end. <laughs> um, nice. And, uh, yeah, and it's my different. mom's Italian, so. That's, I see that, Yeah. definitely. I and definitely you. look Italian. <laughs> yes. 
cool, cool. Every time I have a guest on the show, they have like some fancy last name, and I have a hard time saying it. So yeah. I'm proud of myself for getting it right. You did a fantastic Woo! job. And this time we're actually recording at a new location, our Pure Bar studio. So Jesse and I are both Pure Bar instructors, and we teach here. This is where we met, actually. Yes. Yes, we met. And I just always thought you were so cool, and I was like, damn, I really want to be that girl's friend. Thanks. And now we're friends. Now we're besties, you guys. Besties. Yes. And we're Best wine buddies, so we're yes. here drinking wine out of our yes. Nobody mugs. Jesse, so what wine did you pick? I picked, it's called, the. it's actually an organic wine. It's Trader Joe's Growers Reserve Red. Ooh. It's like fancy. fancy. It sounds so fancy, but mm-hmm. it was like five dollars. So wow, but it's organic know, and it's five dollars. It's, a, it's so. organic and it's five dollars, and we're not going to be hungover tomorrow. Thank so. God. So okay. that's the difference for organic wine. Yeah. So organic wine is low. It some of them have no sulfate, but a lot of them just are lower in that. And then it's like the way the grapes are grown. It's not as many pesticides and like added colors like sometimes they'll cu- put color into wine oh wow to make it more red that. yeah so okay. organic wine is like free of that nice yeah that's, well it tastes great so and it's also still cheap i guess like that's what i go for right now like wine on a budget but then you do yeah. you feel like crap if you drink too much of it well i became kind of a wine snob because <laughs> i used to work at a restaurant and i befriended the bar manager and sometimes he'd be like, hey, here, try this 40-year-old French wine. And I'd be like, huh, okay. Yeah, okay, <laughs> like, free wine. And then from then on, like, Rex Goliath, Barefoot, like, all that stuff it never added up. So I got, yeah. I became a little picky. That's okay. That That's better for you, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. great. So now we will do your Zodiac sign comparison. Ooh. So your birthday is? July 11th. July 11th, which makes you a Cancer. Yes. And would you say you're pretty on point with all of the things you know about cancers? As far as I know, I'm, like, exactly on point. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's see. So, again, I used a book called The Secret Language of Birthdays. It's a huge book, and it has a horoscope or, you know, information about each day of the year. So, I thought that was cool. So, this is actually, um, it goes along with your specific day, July 11th. And it says, it's the day of unsolicited opinion. Ah. Yeah. So unsolicited would be like, I don't give my opinion? Uh, no, like, you don't, like, have a problem giving your opinion. Like, okay. you're very outspoken and um, firm in your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, would you say that? I would say I'm set in my ways. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. So they're, they're already off to a good start. It yeah. says, they are highly social people and are fascinated about... Many aspects of the world around them. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the world, yeah. for sure. And you're social. You're... I, I would say, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty social. Definitely. Yeah, they pride themselves on always being in the know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm usually, like, I'm that person that's like, you can say your opinion, but I'm right. But I'm right. <laughs> like, yeah, unsolicited on him, yeah. Yeah, I'm always right. It says they're always ready to offer their unsolicited opinion to friends, family, and even strangers. So, like, you will talk about your beliefs and opinions to anybody. You don't give a fuck. But that's awesome. You know? You know what you believe and And I'm respectful. I'll just add, like, I'm respectful of other people's opinions and beliefs as well. Like, I would never be like, you're wrong to your face. I'm always like, yeah. yeah, you believe that, that's valid. This is what I believe, that's valid too. Right. I mean, but so. that's better than, like, I feel like me sometimes 
I if I don't believe the same thing as another person, I get really self-conscious about it and I feel like I have, am obligated to agree with them even if I don't. So that's good that you're not like that. Because yeah. that, that can come across, not that I'm saying like I'm a fake person, yeah. but if you do that all the time and you're just like, yeah, totally, you're so right, but you don't really mean that. You're a yeah, yeah person. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we don't want that. We want like real honest people. So that's yeah. awesome. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that, like you should take that in a negative way at all. I think that's awesome. Cool. It says, um, maintaining your privacy is very important to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Through their inside knowledge of what is going on in the world, those born on this day are often able to manipulate events in their favor. I would actually say that's strangely true. Okay. Um, and I don't even know how to describe it, but that's been something that I've noticed about myself for a long time. Okay. Like, I can always kind of, like, manipulate a situation, but not in, like, a conniving way, mm-hmm. in just, like, a, like, I know how to make this to my benefit okay or like I know how to make this work out for me yeah that's I good don't even, yeah like it's weird there's like, like a confidence in that right yeah yeah like definitely just putting yourself out there I guess definitely uh their work is something they can take only so seriously because it, because it is usually their private life and imagination which occupy their thoughts I would say imagination for sure like mm-hmm. um, very creative so like if I'm not working I'm thinking about something that I want to work on and create but I do take my work very seriously like everything I do I pour my heart and soul into mm-hmm. which is I think kind of a fault because it it's so draining yeah when you do that like giving mm-hmm. 110% to everything you do like it's good you sh- I think everybody should be like that and I get annoyed when people aren't like that and don't take their work seriously mm-hmm um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that I don't take my work seriously. Seriously, No, that, that's good. Yeah, but I see what you mean. When you give like 110% to everything, even the job that is not really the job you want to be doing, it's awesome because that's how everybody should be. But yeah, it is. It, it takes away the energy you need for, for the creative stuff, for the your imagination and things. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to work hard, but it, it's good. Uh, it says they're somewhat narcissistic. Those born on this day are often highly concerned with the appearance of their clothes and homes. Beware of getting stuck in the material world at all, at the expense of spiritual concerns. Okay. I mean, I definitely think that, I mean, you know me, I'm a, I call myself a nester. Mm-hmm. So, like, my apartment, like, always has to be, like, kind of like decorated and settled the way I want it to for me to feel settled and if it's not like I just feel like chaotic and twirly Mm -hmm. I'm the same way yeah and I think that's just more of an organizational thing but as far as clothes go (laughs) yeah I'm definitely all about like oh my god that jacket it's gonna look so great with this this and this and then I wear it like uh, once one time yeah well because you can't outfit repeat so yeah (laughs) it's just bad but I'm trying to be less of an outfit snob and mm. more like just you know wear what you have and yeah maybe put it with something different the next time but I'm the same way like I go on forever 21 the app like oh, yeah. every day. <laughs> I check pack sun and like urban outfitters for their sales constantly but I will say doing it that way I've gotten like a $70 jacket for like 30 bucks Damn, so that's really good I mean at yeah. least your the clothes you're buying are the discounted ones or the ones on clearance or like I go to Ross you know I mean yeah 
don't think there's anything wrong with yeah. feeling good about yourself I mean my whole philosophy is like if you look good you feel good you feel good you do good not that you have to spend a lot of money to look good and but it's just like I don't know yeah. I, love, I love clothes and I feel good when my outfit is cute same so, and I feel like because no we both girl. work in fitness like yeah. we're wearing leggings and tank tops and sports bras which can be cute but yeah. like there gets to be like a point in the week where I'm like wow I haven't worn my jeans and God knows how long. Yeah, so. I haven't put on makeup all week. Yeah, because we're always sweaty and yeah. like yeah. So it's it's nice to feel good about yourself once in a while. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, girl. Good. <laughs> they are more interested in the health of others or health trends in general than they are in their personal well being. Um, I think you care about your personal well being. Yeah, I would a lot. say that too. Like I definitely like try to take care of myself. You do. Um, yeah, you eat healthy. You work out, but you yeah. do care about. Others, yeah, so. I want others to do that as well, um, mm-hmm. especially, like, my parents and, like, my family. Like, I definitely, like, would love to always see them doing that as well. And, like, it's great when, you know, I do see them doing things. Um, and my friends, too. I definitely don't like to see people that I care about not taking care of themselves because I'm like, yeah. you got to be here. you got to be here with me. Yeah. we got to do this together. Do this together. So. so that's that's good. That's a nice balance. Mm-hmm. It says your strengths include... That you're very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. which you are. I think you're I'm very so intelligent. <laughs> intelligent. You you know a lot of things that are happening in the world, and I don't. You read a lot. I need to read more. No. You inspire me to be more in the know. You're very in the know, oh, like they you. said. It thanks. says you're very socially aware, cooperative. Mm-hmm. Weaknesses include overly talkative. Well, I mean, you're on talking to nobody, so that's yeah, not this is gonna a be a weakness. long episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. It's gonna be like what? three hours. Yeah. Okay. It says you're misleading and materialistic. Um, misleading, like in. What I would way? definitely say I'm materialistic. Yeah. Um, At least you're honest in, about like, that. Yeah. You know what? Own no it. No shame. <laughs> um, I have a shirt that literally says like champagne taste, beer budget, and that's the code I live by. Oh <laughs> I need that shirt. That is totally me. Right. Five dollar wine, yo. Trader what, Joe's. What, what? Yeah. Popping right. that. that. <laughs> Cheap bubbly. Yeah, $8 champagne. $8 champagne. But hey, it's organic. That's what it's all about. It's all good. So what is Um, your lucky number? I think I have two lucky numbers. Okay. And they are 7 and 11. 7 and 11. Okay. birthday. So yeah, you were... Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, my lucky number is 7. And then, yeah, your birthday is 11. It says your lucky number is 2, but that's 1 plus 1. So 11 is... So, you know, something. Something. Famous people born on this day include John Quincy Adams, one of the American presidents. Okay. Giorgio Armani. Well, that <laughs> kind of makes sense. Well, we both share that fantastic mm-hmm. taste in outfits. Yes, <laughs> except his is a little more expensive, maybe. You know, one day mine will be expensive <laughs> as well. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. E.B. White, who wrote Charlotte's Web. Yes. And Christy Yamaguchi, Olympic skater. Ooh. So, like, writers of super talented, hardworking people, mm-hmm. a president, and David Henry from Disney Channel. Disney Channel I love star. It. Great. Yeah. He was in that, that show. That one, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes. Yes. I think he was like a guest star on other shows too. He was on like, like, yeah, yeah I used to have like a, lot. a big crush on him. Aww. Um, but it's, it's fine. So, Jesse, <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, what brought uh, you to LA? Where'd you come from? Where I would go. Where did, where did I come from? It came from a place called Philadelphia. Go Eagles! Go Eagles! They're playing tonight! Yes! I think they won, right? Where they were winning when I was last watching. You know, watching. My, I don't have my phone. I don't have my phone either. <laughs> and I was going to check sure it. 
They won. They won in spirit. Yes. And what, you know, what they're lacking. Right. I know. We won um, the Super Bowl, and now it's like our Super Bowl hangover. But I know. And fine. I picked a year. Last year, people kept telling me to, like, get into football, get into football. Your team is so good this year. And I used to be like, oh, I don't really care. And then, like, they won. So I was like, oh, this year I'm going to get into it. And my friend and I made a pact that, like, as often as we could every Sunday, we would watch Eagles and Saints and, like, at our respective bars. So we'd be, like, sitting at the bar, like, I'd be watching one screen, she'd be watching the the other, and it would just be like, oh, yeah, oh, no, like, <laughs> just like, like you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you do, so it was just, like, fun, um, so I got into it this year, nice, but then we didn't do but it, but then we suck, we suck, we suck, guys, come on, I want, what is going on, I want Foles to come back, <laughs> yeah, bring him back, bring him back, please, bring him back, Wentz on the bench, yes, what? um, <laughs> who said that, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm from Philly, and actually, fun fact about the Eagles, I used to live across the street from their training center, Ooh. my last apartment in Philly, I used to, like, watch them in the morning doing their laps, like, around the training field. That's so cool. So, yeah. Did you ever meet one of them? them? I mean, I tried. I would <laughs> go on my morning run, but I was not an avid runner at the time, so I'd probably run, like, two feet and then be, like, knelt over, huffing and puffing, so yeah. if any of them would have talked to me, it would have been like, hey, you need an ambulance? <laughs> like... You okay? You okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, that would be the worst thing, like, riding in an ambulance with a... With, with an eagle. Yeah, I'd be like, so yeah. where's that ring at? Put mm-hmm. it on there. Let's get that... Let's get that football yep. money. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm from Philly. I was born and raised just outside of Philly. And then I moved into the city after high school, for school. Um, I was a ballerina growing up, and that was, like what I was going to do with my life. I was mm-hmm. going to be a ballet dancer. And I went to school for ballet. And I got... I went to the University of the Arts. And my best friend was going there at the time. He was a grade ahead of me. Mm. So when he was going there, the curriculum was different. And then my year was supposed to have the same curriculum as his, but we got a new dean that year. Okay. And... After I had signed all my paperwork and sent them my money and said I was coming, they were like, whoops, we're changing everything up, so it's going to be different. And I was, it was something that I was just like, they were pushing us to really focus on like modern dance and like this postmodernism, which is like, if you've ever seen a dance show where there's like someone sitting in a chair and they just like start slowly raising their hand... And then maybe they, like, look at the hand really slowly. Oh, And yeah. then they look back to the audience. <laughs> and then they put the hand down really slowly. And then the lights go out. Uh. And it's, like, 20 minutes of your life. <laughs> That's, like, postmodernism is, like, what my interpretation of it is. So I was, like, mm, no. And then I decided, and this was, like, I guess, like, a very hard decision, but I decided to leave school. How far along were you? I was just a semester in. Wow, okay. And I was, like, really unhappy. Um, I was dealing with, like, a lot of emotional issues. Yeah, that was a really tough time. So Mm. choosing to leave was the best decision, but it was hard because my parents, from the beginning, they were like, you have to go to school, you have to get a degree. And I was like, I just want to dance. Like, I just want to go and I want to dance while I can and my body can handle the pressure of like dancing all day every day and doing these shows and like I'm in my best physical shape like I want to do it now and they were like no go to school no go to school and I mean they came around when I like had basically like a mental breakdown 
they kind of came around and were like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you need to leave. So yeah. I about school was about school. Okay, I was just really unhappy and was having like really bad dark thoughts about hurting myself mm-hmm. and just like I just felt like chaotic. Like I just yeah. my mind was like all over the place. And I, it was a burden to, like, other people. Like, and I remember I felt so bad after the fact for the girl that I had been roommates with because she was, like, watching me have this, like, manic behavior yeah. of, you know, being, like, happy one minute and then, like, seriously depressed the next and, like, just all over the place. I'm sure that was not easy to live with, so, like, mm-hmm. I definitely feel bad about that. And was that unlike you? Was that unusual behavior before um, school? Or had you dealt with, you know, dark thoughts and things like that before? I hadn't really dealt with dark thoughts as dark as I was having. But I actually didn't even realize that I had been depressed, like, when I was in high school. Hmm. Like, my junior and senior year, I definitely struggled. But the issue with that is, and the thing that pisses me off so much about, like, what I've been through is that people kept denying what I had. Sorry, like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but, like, people kept being, like, you can't be sad, you can't be sad, like, you're, you have nothing to be sad about, and I'm, like, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah, you never feeling inside. I'm, like, I don't even know why I'm feeling this way, Mm. you know, but, like, I think definitely nobody really saw the signs, I don't think I even recognize the signs of, like, being disinterested in school and, like, physically just not wanting to be there and, like, feeling like I physically couldn't be there. I would rather, like, just not mm-hmm. do it. Um, I think my junior year, I skipped... I didn't skip school, but I would, like, come in for a class or two and then I'd just leave. Mm-hmm. I'd go to the nurse and be like, I'm sick, I want to go. So I missed 28 days of school my junior year because of that. All Like, all accumulatively... That's, like, pretty much, like, half days and full days put together. And then my senior year, I missed, I think, 32. So it's, like, a month of school that I just was absent for. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, like, it just, people denying it was the hardest thing. Yeah. And nobody recognizing that there was something wrong. And and instead of, like, reaching out and being like, hey, like, what's going on? Are you okay? What can I do? Yeah. You know, that's people's, because I had an issue with that in high school, too, where... I went through a really hard time and I was going through depression and instead of, because I did, I, tr- I started to not be as social as I used to be or not be as involved and I, I was missing school and instead of people showing concern and being like, hey, you know, w- what's going on? I'm, I'm here for yeah. you. They immediately were judgmental. Yeah. They're like, what's wrong? Is What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Suck it up. Yeah. Or they're like, I would get like angry texts from friends being like, why weren't you in school today? And I would just be like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah. Like, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, it's hard when nobody's listening. Yeah. And, like, my heart goes out to, like, all those kids out there that have even worse than what I was dealing with. Like, and then the, they don't get help and it's too late. Yeah. That's the problem. Kids are so quick to judge. And, I mean, even teachers, you know, like, instead of just checking in. Yeah. But instead of immediately being judgmental and being like, oh, you know, they're just a school skipper and they're, yeah. you know, a, I don't know, deadbeat. They, they, yeah, ju- they like could they're just a bad kid. A bad kid. It's like, yeah. but you, you don't know. I think everybody is going through something no matter what it is. And that's yeah. why you just have to be there for, exactly. for people and just 
I mean, I Listen. look back on it that time now and I kind of like can s- not smile about it, but almost like laugh at how probably shut down I was when I was at school because like there was a point, my I think it was my senior year, I had this English class and then there was a kid in that class that I had known like pretty much my whole life. Like we went to like elementary school and middle school together and the teacher said a joke and I laughed because I thought it was hilarious. And the kid turned around and he was like, oh my god, I've never seen you smile. And I was just, I like immediately shut down and I was like, well, I smile all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's such a weird, but I would definitely say like I was not, I did not come across as like, at least I don't think I came across as like the friendliest person as well. Mm-hmm. But well, it's because it, you're going through something. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get yourself out of that? What, what happened after you left school? So actually while I was still in high school, I kind of got into meditation and that really helped me a lot. But after school, I kept that up when I did go to college. And it wasn't enough. I got to a point where I did have to like go to a doctor. And she put me on antidepressants for a while. But I didn't like the way that they made me feel. Because I just felt worse almost. Like I felt tired. And I felt like unmotivated. It was almost like it numbed me from those feelings and so you I just was didn't like, feel anything I didn't feel anything so I was like I don't like the way these make me feel so I'm not gonna take them anymore so I stopped taking them and I figured I would just try and focus on better ways that I was like I'm gonna try everything that I can that doesn't require meditation to get myself back on track before I revert to that again mm-hmm. and in an extreme case like i you know, I would, but I don't think medication really helps. I think it just masks the actual issue. It doesn't actually solve anything. Solve anything. It just is, it's just a yeah. temporary solution. It's not a long It's just a day-to-day, like, coping mechanism as opposed yeah. to, like, a long-term solution or, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, meditation helped me a lot. Um, I had a few really good friends that I could, like, talk to and confide in. There, and they were the only three people that I would talk to about this stuff. Um, one of them was my best friend who I ended up moving in with after I left school. Um, he's actually, he was still going to the school that I left, but he had an apartment off campus. So I moved in with him and we lived together for five years. He's still like one of my best friends to this day. He's like a brother to me. So Shout out. Shout out to Matt <laughs> Sujin. Thanks for getting me through my life. Yes. Yeah, he's just the best. So... He definitely let me, like, unload on him a lot and, like, confide in him. He was there for me through so much, like, just so much stuff. Like, I remember that one night when we were living together, I had a panic attack. And I was, it feels like a heart attack. So I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then, like, we went to the hospital and he was there for me, like, that whole night. Just, like, you know, watching them, like, hook me up to IVs and, like, give me different drugs to like calm me down and I was like super loopy and he was just like so good through all of that but yeah he's the best good so yeah but then after school I joined a ballet company as a trainee and I started doing online school and then I was helping out at the front desk of their school and then the woman who was running the school ended up just kind of like piecing out and leaving and mm. she dumped everything on me and I was like I'm 18 years old I don't know how to do this like yeah, and you don't want to do this <laughs> yeah I was like I didn't really sign up for this yeah. and then like it just caused a lot of like tension between me and the director and like you know the thing with ballet in the real world 
that I don't think I was fully prepared for. Because in dan- when I was in high school and dancing, it was always like... For fun. For Not even for fun, because I was serious about it. But it was like... And I went to a school that was like very serious ballet training. Okay. Um, very competitive. But I always felt like I did very well there. And, you know, my teachers really liked me. And they were always like, you're so strong. You're so great. Like you know, you're a beautiful dancer. Like, they always made me feel like I was on top of the world and, like, if I went for it, I would make it. And then I got out in the real world and people started being like, your thighs are too big. Mm. You're too muscular. You're too short. Your your feet are not the best. Did we mention that you're fat? <laughs> like, oh, my God. And I was, like, skinnier than I am now. So, like, to hear... And I looked back on pictures from that time and I'm just like whoever had the audacity to tell me that I was a fat person is or that I like was overweight by any means is should like have shame on themselves yeah that's like that's ridiculous because I'm like not not at all and I mean you're not at all you're super fit thanks well, I mean, I could definitely say my thighs were a little more muscular back then. But that's muscle, you know? Yeah. And, and in ballet, you're supposed to be a strong, a a strong pencil. Yeah, a really <laughs> strong pencil. A really strong pencil. And my yeah. pencil was, like, kind of short and stubby, and <laughs> people didn't like it. But it still um, does its job. So, yeah, I'm like, it still writes. Yeah. I can still write. It's still fucking write. <laughs> still do it. So, yeah, so, like, after I left the company because of that issue, I was told... That I was not going to be put into a show after being there for a year. He, uh, I was supposed to be moved up to an apprentice. And the director said he wasn't going to move me up to an apprentice because he thought I needed more training. Which I knew was like crap because he just didn't want to pay me. And then right after that he, we had a show and he was like, I'm not going to put you in this show because you need to lose five pounds. He told me this two weeks before starting rehearsal. He was like, you need to lose five pounds before we start rehearsal. And I'm like, okay. Oh, but I just like, you're right on that. Yeah, I was like, let me just stop eating now. I'll throw out everything in my fridge. So, like, it just really hurt. And, like, he couldn't even, like, say it to me to my face. He had our, like, ballet director say it to me. And I was just like, that's so messed up. And I think that was the moment that I was just like, yeah, this is not a healthy place for me to be. So I chose to leave, and I started freelancing. I was teaching dance. Um, at a few different studios um, in the area. And that was really nice because I liked being able to kind of share what I know. I taught a lot of little kids and I kind of realized that I don't love little kids. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Right. I'm like, I'm not ready for that. No, um, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. Like, unless I'm related to them. Because <laughs> if I'm related to them, I'm like, I know that you were raised right. Like, But right. the ones that I'm like, you become their like therapist and you're just like, well, that's not a normal thing for a child to say. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, And that, I mean, that's such a gift. People who can teach kids and have patience, Mm -hmm. I, props to you, man, because I I do not have the patience at all. I can barely, like, teach people in pure bar without kids. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, so, sorry, my head keeps jingling. Oh, it's all good. We like the jingles. Yeah, I've got reindeer. Yeah, we're getting very festive. We forgot to mention that. Side note, we're wearing little Santa hats. Mine is actually from Radio City Music Hall. Oh, fun. Yeah, I thought I'd wear it because you're a dancer. Oh, my God, you're so yeah, cute. My, my shirt also has um, Buddy the Buddy Elf. The elf. I'm yes. really comfy right now. I'm comfy, too. Yay. So, yeah, we're um, super festive. Uh, yeah, so. Anyway. You started teaching. 
I started teaching and that was kind of how I was supporting myself for a while. And then I started working at a restaurant to kind of also help supplement. Mm. Um, you have to have all these little side gigs when yeah. you're trying to like make your dreams happen. Exactly. So I would like go to ballet class in the mornings. I'd go to the restaurant at night. And then like, I would say like at least once, if not like two or three times a week, I would try and like take a bus up to New York. And at one point I was doing it really consistently. So if I start my restaurant job at five, I get home by like 11, get like three hours of sleep, three, four hours, get up at 3.30 so I can get ready for my audition and then get to the bus by five, bus stop, you know, down in West Philly and then like take the bus up to New York, go to my 9 a.m. audition and then I'd usually be cut by like noon and then take the bus back, go to work, do it all all over again. So I got really run down doing that and just emotionally run down from constantly getting those rejections it's exhausting. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, we deal with it every week. Yeah. <laughs> I will honestly say, though, like, getting rejected as an actor is not as bad as getting rejected as a dancer. Yeah, I feel like that that's so much worse. I yeah. can't even imagine. Like, literally, yeah. Well, because it went, for the auditions for, like, dance auditions, you are in there with a group, right? Most of the time. Yeah. Like, you're dance like, mm-hmm. a cattle call type audition. Imagine, like, going to an acting audition and, like... You're signing up for a role in a movie, and every other girl that's auditioning for the film is in the same room as you, and you're all auditioning at the same time, and every guy that's auditioning for the guy part, or every other girl who's auditioning for the other girl part, is in the same room as you. So you can see your competition. You see your competition, and all you do is you get a partner, and you just, like, read, 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 and they stop you after you do half the film, and you poured your heart and soul out into it, and everything that you have, and they're like... Okay, so we'll keep numbers uh, 5, number 27, number 32, number 8, and number 46, and the rest of you may go. Thanks, bye. Oh, God. And it's like, sometimes you don't get an answer, you don't get any feedback, where, like, real acting auditions, you go in, it's just you. Just you, yeah. And, like, a reader, and usually, like, you get great feedback, and if you're not getting a role... It's not based on your ability. It's based on what they are looking for. Exactly. Like, they're looking for something so specific. So it's easy to just, like... Let that shit let go. go. Brush it off. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, and with dance, like, not that to negate acting in any way. I mean, you are also pouring your heart and soul into that monologue or yeah. whatever it is. But, I mean, dancing is a lot of physical effort. Oh, yeah. You know? And, I mean, you probably do those routines. Or you have to quickly... Re- learn the routine, mm-hmm. then perform it to your, the best ability, yeah. and then just to fucking, like, get cut and leave. So, yeah, yeah that's... It's a lot. It's a lot. So, I got really burnt out mm. from doing that. Naturally. Naturally. And one night, I, like, went out with a friend, and we went out to, like, blow off steam, so I just, like, kind of went crazy. It's like, a long night. And when I got home, I fell asleep, but I fell asleep, like, on my arm so my shoulder was like in front of me and then I fell asleep on top of it and pulled some muscles so when I woke up the next day I felt fine and I went through most of my day and then I went to go teach and I had like I took off my shoes and I had my boots in my hand and I was like okay guys let's get started and I threw my boots on the floor and that motion of throwing I had like electric shocks 
all down my arm, like very painful mm-hmm. and pinched a nerve and pulled some muscles in my shoulder and pro- I think some little tears too. Um, but I went to the doctor about it because I was like, what is that? That's so weird. Like that type of pain is just so weird. It's because ne- it's nerves, it's neurological. So it's like, it's not like, oh, my arm is sore. Yeah. It's just different. It's deeper so than that, yeah. It's deeper than that. And I was like, the whole next day I called out of work because I was like, I, you know, I'm in pain. And I was like, maybe my muscles just need to rest. So I was laying in, in bed at my apartment and I was just like, I, can, I can't find a comfortable position. I, like literally laying absolutely still, completely flat was the only way that I was comfortable. And I called my parents crying and they were like, get your butt out here. We're going, like we're taking you to urgent care. Went to urgent care, and the doctor was like, yeah, this is all in your head. Nothing's wrong with you. And I was like, no, it hurts. I'm in pain. Well. Like, I'm, I'm at, like, a, an 8 on the 1 to 10 scale. Like, I'm at a solid 8. Something's wrong. So my mom was, like, super mad about that. And then we went to... At you or the doctor? At the doctor. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Was oh, she say. wasn't mad at me. She was, like, super mad at him. I was mad at him because he was, like, terrible. But then we went to a specialist, like, a nerve specialist. And they did the MRI and they figured out what was wrong. And for like six months, I couldn't lift my arm like much higher than like a 45 degree angle out from my hip. I couldn't really lift up past my shoulder. And then like just doing anything with like an overhead reach was astronomically painful. Mm. So I couldn't dance. And that was what you... That's the only thing you wanted to do was, yeah. was dance. That yeah. was your career choice and your passion. Yeah. Wow. So what did what did you have to do? So I did physical therapy. Okay. And I got better. And then I was still working at the restaurant at that time. I was still teaching as best as I could. And then that summer, a friend of mine was like, we were talking and I was like, I'm just so unhappy. Like I'm not dancing. Like I'm, you know, I'm teaching and like, that's okay. But like, I don't want to be at the restaurant anymore. And she was like, Oh, I have a job for you. Have you ever heard of pure bar? And I went and took a class and immediately was just like, this is what I want to do. I want to teach this. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want this to be my job. So I like went in, took my first class, did my interview and basically got hired Pretty much, like, on the spot. They made me audition, but I was, like, I felt like I was, like, already yeah, in Like, already yeah. And then I went to training and started working at Pure Bar in Philly. And, cool. yeah. Pure that was Bar. really fun. Pure Bar is awesome. It's so good. I was, I was the same way. And I'm, we're not just saying that because, like, we're here right yeah. now. We're not. Shout out to Not a promo. We're not pushing bar. <laughs> at all. But seriously, come take your class. Yes. You can get a first week for free. Uh-huh. But, no, but I was the same way when, because I had done CrossFit for, like, two years and CrossFit is great for some people. Like, it really whipped me into shape. But I I got so bulky. And yeah. I just didn't really like the body type that I was at, you know, when I was doing it. So, yeah, I started to do Pure Bar. I did one class, and I was hooked. I, I was like, this is amazing. It's something so different. And especially, yeah, as a dancer, I was a dancer as well. It, it's so nice to have that background and then be able to use it in a way that is helping people and inspiring them and helping yeah. them like achieve their fitness goals so exactly yeah yeah and so I you love, started doing that started doing that it was like very close to dance which I loved kept me in like dance shape 
and it actually helps with my shoulder. Oh, awesome. Um, I still can't, like, if I'm doing, like, an overhead tricep extension, I can't quite get my elbow, like, in the right spot for that, or it takes a lot of straining, but at least it's stronger now, and I don't get hurt again as easily, because it's really easy to re-injure your shoulders and your back. So that was definitely a good move. Good. So and you got, got money. And you get, I was you getting want. some money. I was like, this is great. <laughs> and I was still living with my best friend. Like, things were going well. And then I hit another wall emotionally. I think, like, in general, I try to be a very positive person. Like, I really, truly believe, based on everything that I've been through and my experiences, like, you're, you are always where you are supposed to be. You're never in the wrong place. Like, you, everything you go through, you go through for a reason. And everything is a lesson. Yes. Like, life just teaches you things as you go down in your journey. You might not like it when you're yeah. in it, but you will learn something. Oh, yeah. But that's also, like, that perspective has helped me when I've gone through very hard times. Because it's kind of like, there's a reason I'm going through this. It may not be clear yet, but one day I'm just going to be like oh okay you're like yeah I get it mm-hmm. um so I feel like I'm like in touch in that way like I'm just like I trust that like there is a path for me and like that's so freeing that's yeah. so stress relieving I will say it is because I get really <laughs> anxious like sometimes when with like really little things and minor details of life if I'm like um, Are you okay, Marvel? Oh, we have Marvel here too. She, she just, just hit, hit her, her head. head. Are you okay, for baby? My my little schnauzer, Marvel. She's chilling with us. Oh, She's cool. Bye. She's leaving. Okay, bye. Bye. We miss <laughs> you. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, you learn from everything you go through. Oh, yes, you learn from everything you go through, and yeah, I just like that's a belief that I truly have so I got to this other point when I was in Philly and I just felt like I was on a hamster wheel and I was like this is how my life is going to go for the rest of time and I was like I need to get off like I just felt like trapped and basically in an overnight snap decision I was like I'm gonna move to LA didn't know anybody who lived in LA had no connections out here I feel like that's how it happens, though. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'm going to go to L.A., and they just do it. I was just did it. Originally, I was supposed to move here with one of the girls I worked with at Pure Bar, which didn't work out, and that's fine. I think that was, like, meant to not work out because she's super happy in Colorado now. But, yeah, I moved out here never having been here, um, never not knowing anybody, and just, like, not knowing the area. My mom came with me. They were, like, my parents were... Well, my dad was actually okay. Like, I talked to him pretty soon after I had this revelation that I was going to move. And I just, like, went to him separately. And I was like, hey, so, like, I want to talk to you. Like, I, I want to move to L.A. You know, this is my plan. I'm going to transfer p- from Pure Bar Philly to Pure Bar L.A. Like, there's a bunch of Pure Bars out there, so I'll have a job. And, like, I had a plan. And he just kind of sat there and, like, nodded. And then he was like, well, I mean, I'll miss you, but, like, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Yeah. And that was like, okay, cool. And I was like, by the way, I haven't told mom yet. <laughs> by the way. So I took her out to lunch and she, like dropped it on her. And she like, she has this way of reacting to things where she, at first she's like not on board at all. And she's like, what do you mean you're moving to LA? What? 
And then, like, you kind of have to, like, settle her down, give your rational reasons, and, like, have your plan set. And I think once she realized that I had a plan, she was like, well, you know, where are you going to live? Like, she was started asking questions, and I was like, I'm going to, you know, gave her all the answers. And once she realized that I had all the answers, she came around and was like, okay, well, then I guess we should go out there and, like, we'll scope things out. Like, she's definitely misses me but like it she came on board good well because idea. you did the work you didn't you weren't just like i'm moving to la and hop on a plane and yeah. you just got here with like you know 100 bucks and no plan no place to go exactly you, you really looked into it and prepared so yeah she probably really appreciated that and mm-hmm. through you doing that saw that you were mature enough to make this move yeah. Yeah. I would hope that she's like, I'm <laughs> I think she doesn't. But it's fine. It's she okay. let you come. She, she didn't she shame did. you down. She definitely was very supportive. Like she came out with me I came out like a few months before I moved to just kind of scope things out and do some interviews at Pier Bar. So she was like super supportive through that. She came out with me when I did move. She came out for a whole week and got me set up. And like my parents were just like so supportive. I could not have asked for a better experience that way. That's huge. Um, but I think just because also, like, that. I've made very big decisions like that before, I think that helped. And it wasn't so, like, this is coming out of nowhere. It was like, yeah, this kind of seems like what you do. You what just you make do. these big decisions. Was and, it because, because now you've transitioned into more focusing on acting, was that the reason you wanted to come out so here? Or you just needed to go somewhere new? I needed to go somewhere new. Um, and, and my it's plan, warm here. <laughs> it's warm here. My plan was dance. I was still like, dance, still dance. I was like, I'm gonna give dance another shot when I get here. But I also signed up for acting websites when I got here, like the casting websites, just to see, because hmm. I've always been told I have a good look. I did some acting in high school um, with an agency, and like always had good experiences. So I was like, well, just you know, I'm here. Why not? And I found that. I just said, I guess I had gotten to a point with dance where I was just, it like depressed me going to these auditions and like being told all this stuff, like basically felt like feeling like I'm not good enough and I'll never be good enough. And then going to acting auditions and feeling just like euphoric after almost like, even if I didn't get the part, it almost didn't matter to me. It was like instant gratification, instant just gratification, by it. just by being like, them being like oh my god that was so great like thank you so much for coming in and like yeah I guess like 50% of the time they're just blowing smoke up your butt but like but in that moment it feels really nice it does in the moment I'm like yes I'm great I am fantastic and I never really walked out of a room from an acting audition feeling bad or badly about myself Mm -hmm. so that definitely helped and yeah I just decided to like make the switch and I chose to stop dancing was that um, hard for you to let go of that dream? I think at the point that I was at, it was really easy. Okay. Because it was so emotionally draining for you. I think just, yeah, through the years, like, basically, had I maybe joined a company straight out of high school, I would probably still be dancing. But I think the events that I went through and the consistent, like, Rejection and just like putting, you know, everything I had into it, everything I could have into it. Yeah, it just made me like lose my love for it. Which, like, when I was in high school, like, dance was my escape. 
like going to dance class was my saving grace to my day. Even if I would miss school, I would not miss dance. Wow. Yeah. So, but now that's like what acting is for me. Mm -hmm. Like that's my release. So I'm still... And even though it is, you're trying to make it into a career, it's not what dance became for you, like a burden. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's so sad when that happens. I I feel like that happens to a lot of people. When, When you make your passion into your job, you you lose that passion sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, the other thing, too, was, like I said, like, you're always where you're supposed to be. Everything happens for a reason. There's probably a reason that I didn't end up being a ballerina. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you had continued on that journey, you would have done something, you know, harmful to yourself. Yeah. Or, like, just gone down a different unhealthy path because of all the rejection and because of what it was doing to you mentally so yeah yeah, maybe I mean mean, I'm still even like now dealing with repercussions of like body dysmorphia like mm. I cannot look in a mirror and not not see myself the way others see me like I look differently like to myself like I always see big thighs I always see too short I always see like fat and I know that I'm not you're and I not. hear it when people say it to me, but I don't believe it. Right. So, like, that's just still something it's, I'm working You're about. mentally scarred from all of those times that you were told that that's what you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's just, that's so unfair. Yeah. It, I mean, I know that, yes, ballerinas, there's a specific body type and whatever, but why? Like, why does it have to be that way? You know? It's mostly I think for it's like, changing a bit. There's a line, and I think it's Bring It On, when he's like... In cheerleading, we throw people in the air. Fat people don't go as high. And, Ugh. like, I feel like that's pretty real. Like, yeah. for dance. But it's also, like, it's an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Um, you are being lifted. And, like, you know, guys do have to be strong. I think the ballet world is changing now. I think it is becoming more accepting to, like, body types. I mean, look at Missy Copeland. She's, like, strong and beautiful and, like, so celebrated in the dance world. She's a phenomenal dancer. Um, with New York City Ballet, you look at, like, other dancers, and it just, it is becoming more open, but at the same time, it's still coming from a narrow-minded place, so Mm -hmm. it is, it's going to take time before it's really, you know, like, right now, it's, like, groundbreaking to have somebody with a butt. (laughs) She has a butt? She's got tits? What? Yeah. You know, it's, like, groundbreaking to have that now, so. Yeah. I mean, like, no, not in every company is like that. So I don't want to, like, generalize the dance world. I do love, like, my dancer friends still. I have amazing dance friends. But they struggle with all the same things. Like, they know exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good that you, you found acting, and now that's something that you love, and it, it is an escape for you, and it's not as mentally exhausting and yes yeah yeah so definitely you, that's where you're at right now you're out here and I'm out here I'm acting I'm doing I'm taking classes at the Groundling School which is an improv studio and I am loving it Good. I just love every minute of like because improv you're not scripted you literally just come up with things on the spot and that spontaneity is just like it's so fun because you can just be like as silly and as like it doesn't matter what you say, like, you know, it just, the scenes go up and you, like, don't even, you, like, don't know what's happening. You can't happening. prepare. You can't prepare and you can't plan in your head. 
you're literally just it's about being in the moment looking at like eye contact with your partner and like what they say is your partner is your script you have to look into their eyes and they will tell you what to say without saying it and like that's how you have great scenes Mm -hmm. so I'm learning a lot and I really love it and I'm writing a lot too writing like sketches and Writing for a blog and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit about your blog. What made you start that? So, yeah. So, I think we touched on this while we were talking about my horoscope. Like, I'm very, I would say, aware of, like, things that are going on in the world and just, You really are. You educate me every day. (laughs) I do my best to I don't watch the news. I I need to be more up-to-date, so thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. I, not that I watch the news, I just, like... Read. You do. You read. You read do articles research. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But one of the biggest issues that I've always felt a passion for is like our environment. Like I think about our planet, and I think about like mountains and valleys and deserts and forests and like see pictures of just like these amazing places that are just untouched by people. You know, they're like preserves, uh, preserved areas, mm. and. It's just so beautiful to me. And it's, like, breathtaking. And I went to Yosemite this summer with my cousin. And I was just literally awestruck. Because I'm looking around at this beautiful place that literally looks like something out of a storybook. And I'm like, this was made by ice. This whole place, these mountains, this stone was carved by a glacier thousands of years ago. And that just, like, blows my mind. I mean, I'm, like, the kind of person, too, that, like, I will literally sit and watch Planet Earth on, like, a Friday night <laughs> and be, like, the happiest person just being, like, oh, my God, really? What? Oh, that's amazing. Like, that's so I'm cute. just, I know, I'm a geek, but it's fine. No, but it's, that's, that's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, I realized how much I care about the Earth. And, like, also, while I was in Yosemite... The Ferguson fire was going on. Mm. So the valley was covered in smoke and you couldn't really see much. And I was kept thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm blown away by this and I can't, I can barely see in front of me. How amazing would it be to come back here when the smoke has cleared? Like, am I, I'm going to be even more mind blown. Like, I'm almost glad the smoke is there because I think I would lose my mind mm-hmm. with just like the beauty. The beauty of it. Of it. So I was starting a blog anyway um, as like a 25th year kind of thing for myself, like a project to do. I was going through like a tough time this past spring. So I, again, fell into like a, I was like a little backstory on this. Like I moved to LA and like three months after I moved, I met someone and I fell in love. And we moved in together. And then it didn't work out. He stopped loving me. So... Just randomly? It felt random. I don't think it was. I think it definitely... I think in his mind, like, it had been bubbling. But he never shared it with me. And I had always, like, from the get-go, I had asked for communication. I was like, that's just one thing in relationships that's, like, really important to me is that you're talking to me. And you're telling me how you feel. If you ever feel weird or you ever feel like something's wrong with us, talk to me about it. And he didn't do that. He didn't hold up his end of that agreement. Um, So when he came to me and was just like, I don't love you anymore, I was like, 
it felt like the rug was like pulled out from under me. It just felt like it came out of nowhere. I had no warning. Um, you were living together. We were living together, and I had been really isolated by our relationship, which I don't think is just his fault. I don't think that's my fault. I think that's just, like, the nature of how we operated was that we were very, like, into each other, and, like, I forgot to grow my outside relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. So not only were we living together, and then he's saying that he doesn't want to do this anymore, I had nowhere to go. So I had to live with him for a month after we broke up, which was also really hard in itself because, you know, it's, it feels like a divorce. You know, I'm sitting in my, in the guest room where I had pulled everything that had belonged to me in our shared space into now what was like my space. But he's still there with you. He's still there with me. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Definitely don't, uh, I don't, uh. (laughs) recommend that we moved in really soon together too like we I think we talked about moving in like three months after we started dating and then we actually did it like six months after we dated Mm -hmm. had started dating so it was really soon and I I don't regret that decision I think that I made my decision based off of the knowledge that I had at the time and the knowledge that I had was that he loved me he wanted to marry me he wanted me to like bear our children like you know, he wanted a life with me. That was, like, what I understood. And then all of a sudden that changed. Yeah. I mean, that's how it appeared to me. I guess that's not what was happening in his mind. But I don't want to speak for him. But, yeah, it just really hurt. Of course. And um, it was really hard to have to live with him in that space. Because we had so many conversations, like, in that month. And they, I used to say, like, I feel like I'm coming home to Jekyll and Hyde. Like, I don't know who I'm going to get. If it's going to be an angry conversation where I'm just going to end up crying and not understanding what I've done to cause, like, him to yell at me or, like, if it's going to be, like, a, what am I doing? I'm crazy. Like, of course I want to be with you. Like, you're everything to me. Mm. Or if it's just going to be, like, completely ignored. I definitely, like, went through hell with that. But luckily... I can also attest this to you. Um, one day I had come into Pure Bar just to get out of the house. And I was sitting behind the desk before class and I just like broke down crying. And a lot of the girls that were working here were here. And they all just kind of were like, I don't think anybody's ever seen me cry because I really try and like not cry in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just bawling my eyes out and they were like, what's wrong? And I was just like, Ugh! like I couldn't even say it. Like I was just like, you know, and they flocked around me and they were definitely my support team through that and they helped me move out when I found a place and that the months following my move out I think I put on a brave face for everybody because what I kept hearing was like oh you're you seem to be like really handling this well like you seem very mature you're doing all the right things like you know I cut off communication as best as I could because I just don't think that like I think when two people break up, like, it's not a, at least in that way, it's not like a, Yeah. there's no reason to try that again. No. Like, we didn't work and that's fine. I, you know, I, I, I think that the month that we lived together, I count that as, like, he had every opportunity to turn around and be like, let's work on this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. He didn't. So, I moved out. And as soon as I moved out, my grandfather died. Ugh. Like, 
three days after. Like, when it rains, it pours, it man. Does. I feel like that's always the case. Like, one thing happens, and you're like, it's okay. I got this. And then yeah. another thing, and another thing. And it's like, it was, how do you... Do, yeah. How do that you... was, like, the straw that broke my back. Because that was my last grandparent. Oh, my gosh. So, and I couldn't go home for the funeral because my parents had just helped me move, move basically because like, you had to because I had to so I like helped me put down like my down payment for my apartment um I didn't hire a moving truck because I couldn't afford it I had four girls and four cars help pack up my stuff and move yeah it was just a mess so like I think at that point I just broke down and it started to kind of be like a day-by-day thing for me where like one day I'd wake up and I'd be like pretty motivated and I'd feel like really good and then the next day I would wake up and I physically could not get out of bed yeah. just because it, like I felt like weight was sitting on me. Someone I was talking to the other day who recently went through a breakup, they said it's like losing a lung. Yeah. Like you can't breathe, you know, and that might sound silly to, to people, but it's like when oh. you have given yourself fully to someone else and you're living with them and then all of a sudden, like you said, the rug is just pulled yeah. from underneath you. Yeah, I mean how do you pick yourself back up, you know? So... And I didn't even know where to begin. I felt like... I remember always having this thought every single day that I woke up feeling like that. I would be like, wow, I just lost two years of my life. Two years. Two years. And you're young. Yeah. Like, I basically... Like, if you think about it, it's like I went through a divorce at 24. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not normal. It's not normal to have to go through that at that age. No, not at all. Um... But I, you know, again, I try to look on the bright side. I'm like, well, think about how strong this has made me. Like, that was my worst fear, actually, is having somebody that I care about so deeply and somebody that I have poured my heart and soul into and someone I think I'm going to marry and spend my life with wake up one day and say they don't love me they anymore. That was my biggest fear. Do you think you subconsciously, like, manifested that? Or, I mean, I that's, like, a think scary so. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely, like, would do everything that I could to, like, not upset him or, like... Yeah. You know, just, like, throughout our relationship, like, I was very Um, non-conflict. I I don't like to fight in general. No. You're Um, very very chill person. Yeah, no, you you really are. Well, and if he had an issue, not to, like, talk about him, this (laughs) podcast is about you, but if he had an issue with you for however long, he should have brought it up. Yeah. Because... You could have either saved your precious time, yeah, or you could have fixed the problem. You know, yeah. like that, you're right. Communication is so important. Communication is very important. I don't hold any resentment anymore. Every time I think of him, I send him light. I send him love, That's all and you can I do. set him free. That is so like, <laughs> mature and. I- good of you so this is what I kept hearing from people they're like oh you're so mature you just like know and I'm like but I'm hurting like I'm in so much pain and I can't like express it like I can't even put into words that feeling of like feeling like I lost a limb yeah and like trying to figure out how to live my life without him in it and like my day-to-day without like him and the dog like oh the dog yeah like the routine of it all and just the comfortability and yeah so what did you do I mean how did you go through a phase where you just didn't want to do anything I went through a phase yeah I went through a phase where I was very like I didn't want to do anything and then I was like okay no more of this you're getting up you're getting out you're gonna go work out again you're gonna go see your friends and I was 
made a point to start focusing on my female relationships, like my friend relationships. I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad too, because <laughs> we got a lot closer during that yes. time. Um, but yeah, I definitely like started going out more and like, you know, that led to like things getting out of hand a few times um, for me, just kind of being reckless and like some reckless behavior on my part, which then again scared me, took me back to that dark place where I was trying to keep my schedule so packed that I was distracted, distracted from how I was time. actually feeling, mm-hmm. I would then lose myself when I was out and do things that I would be like, this is not like me. This is not who I am. And there were a few like points where I woke up and I was just like, I need help. And I decided to start going to therapy. Good choice. Yeah. That's awesome. You Instead of continuing on in your reckless routine, you decided to do something good for yourself. And I think it's been really helpful just to kind of, like, help me, like, just confide in somebody and, like, you know, have somebody to be like, is this normal? Like, am, am I weird to be thinking this way? Or, like, you know, someone who can kind of be like, you need to pump the brakes or you need to, like, not you know, let's, let's make a goal list or like just someone to kind of help me get back on my feet. Um, so it has been really helpful, but also I started this blog, getting back on track. Starting the blog was something that I was doing to like help give me a project, give me something to focus on. Cause acting was really slow this summer. I wasn't getting a ton of auditions. So I was like, what do I do in the time that I'm not like in class that I'm not working and I'm not like I had a lot of free time on my hands so I was like I'm gonna write this blog about the environment because I love it and I think we need to save the earth and I actually learned about this thing called earth over shooting day which is the point in the year where we have used up the amount of resources that the earth is able to naturally replenish within that year Wow. That date was August 1st. Damn. Yeah. That's scary. It's terrifying because basically how this is calculated, it's calculated by this group called the Global Footprint Network. And they take into account like the resources that we're using, like fisheries and forest production, um, like cutting down trees for paper and products like that. Um, built up land, like cities or just, you know, buildings being uh, added and energy production. And they take all those economical areas and they basically kind of come up with this date based on what the earth actually gives back to us Mm. each year. So there are these natural resources that the earth supplies us with, but we're using the resources way faster than the earth is able to replenish. So Mm. to put that into like a... I would say to put that into a real perspective, if I give you $15,000 every year and you're only allowed to spend that $15,000, that's the money you live on. You don't work. You don't do anything. You can't earn any extra money. You just have $15,000 for the whole year. And if you go over that $15,000, I'll give you this credit card and you can just put whatever extra you need on that credit card and then you'll pay it off with the $15,000 they give you next year. So let's say you use, you're very frugal and you use your $15,000, but you need $1,000 to get you through that last month. You put that $1,000 on your credit card. Well, then instead of getting $15,000 next year, 
we start with 14. Hmm. Now imagine doing that. And then every year it goes down. And every year, but like you're using, instead of like being like, okay, I need to be more frugal now, you don't adjust the rate at which you're spending. Right. So then you run out of $14,000 when you ran out of $14,000 last year. So now you need to borrow $2,000. Hmm. Or you maybe even three. Like, who, you know, you need to borrow more and more from this credit card. So, like, eventually you're going to level out. And you're going to be at zero at the beginning of the year. Wow. So we're at zero in, like, the earth. We're not year. at zero, but we're definitely... We're getting low. We're, in, we're getting low, and we're really in... We're in eco- ecological debt, is how I like to put it. But it is a reversible problem, and that is the thing that pisses me off the most, is that, like... It's reversible. We can fix this. How? How can that be overcome? So, this technically wasn't an issue until the 70s. Before that, like in the 60s, we actually had a three-month surplus. But you take into account, like in the 60s, again, like not as many people living on the earth. So, population growth is one thing. So, population control would be a solution. But not many people are on board with that because they're just like baby crazy yeah um yeah just like more mouths to feed is kind of like that way but like I mean day to day you in your home can like make changes simple changes that can actually really help the environment like I know this is not a desirable thing in LA but like taking public transportation instead of driving your carpooling. car. Yeah, carpooling. Yeah, sometimes you ask, like, hey, do you, can we carpool to work today? And that's, yeah. like, so awesome. It's hard to in L.A., but if you can, walk somewhere. Um, walk there. It's nice. It's, we have great weather here, y'all. Yeah. Walk. I mean, it takes forever, but, like, you get some exercise, you get some fresh air. I don't yeah. see any problems with it. No, no. Um, I've walked all the way to the Grove and back, which is, like, it's a long walk. Like but it's good exercise. I'm like strapping my face with Christmas cookies. I made her hungry. <laughs> I don't even care. Talking yeah. about the environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing you do at home is like start recycling if you don't already. Work towards zero waste at home. Mm-hmm. But also the biggest thing that you can do, biggest thing that you can do is eat less meat. Really? Not saying you have to stop altogether. Because I know some people are like, Bacon. I need, my, I need my bacon. I need my steak. I'm like, that's fine. Have yeah. your bacon. Have your steak. Have it once a week. Okay. You know, because the meat industry is the largest contributor to your global footprint. So your animal products, cheese, dairy, meats, chicken, like all that stuff, fish, that's your biggest contributor. And if you can take that out or just lessen it, that would that like helps so much. That will lessen your global footprint, your personal footprint, a lot more. Mm. Um, and your global footprint is like the amount that you're contributing to the impact on the environment. So think of it like you leave an imprint when you make a footprint, right? In the earth or like in the sand. Yeah, it's like that. So um, what what would you say to someone who is thinking that their footprint doesn't really matter because so many other people are already not doing their part or caring and they're like oh so it doesn't even matter if i contribute because we're already fucked i would say then yeah we're fucked because of you Mm. like we're fucked because people like you will not change okay like it is it's a global issue it affects everybody and no one is immune to it and that's the thing that like pisses me off the most is like People just do not care. 
They don't care. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and like the whole point of my blog is to like bring awareness to this stuff and try and make it real because I feel like people think of it like it's secondary. Like it's not, it's like a storybook. It's like, oh, one day the world will turn to smithereens and everything will be dust. And they're like, oh, that was a great bedtime story. And I'm like, it's real. It's an autobiography of the earth <laughs> in 20 years. Like, we are losing time, and it's because people will not change, and they are it's so like Wally. Wally, I love it's, that movie. Wally is real. Mm-hmm. That's our future. That's so sad. We're all gonna be fat and in chairs. And yeah, floating in space. Ugh. We'll all be with Elon Musk on Mars. Right. Um. Yeah. It's. It matters. Mm-hmm. Everybody's footprint matters, and if you think that yours doesn't. You should be the one talking to the people because you're like, oh, everybody else doesn't think that theirs matters. Why not be a voice then? Why not make people care? Why not make it matter to those people who think it doesn't matter? Right. You know? Because it is, like, we're basically, like, living on borrowed time right now. Yeah. You know? Manhattan's going to be underwater. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know. So, yeah. Biggest thing right now, like, waste-wise, that you were just talking about Wally, plastic. I want to ask you, go through, like, your day from when you wake up to, like, when you get your day started. How How many things do you touch that are plastic? I can think of, like, five off the top of my head. Yeah. My alarm clock. Mm-hmm. My shower curtain. Uh, my, like, shampoo bottles. The shampoo my, bottles. My, like, skincare bottles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when, if I make, like, a bagel, you know, the, the bagel. Wrapping of the bagel. Wrapping. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coffee. Um, I have a Keurig. You're right. The if little I use, thing. If I pod. use the pod. Or when you do your laundry, the pod. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. much. Well, so this much. Well, all, though, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but still. But that's just, like, a very small part of your day. Yeah. You're such, like, think about just, like, that's just, like, a few minutes of your day. Mm-hmm. And that's just one person. And that's just one person. Wow. Everybody has way too much plastic in, our, in their lives. We produce 300 million tons of plastic each year. That's insane. Yeah. And only half of it is disposable. Only half. So, worldwide, only 10 to 13% of that 300 million tons of plastic is properly recycled. Yeah. The rest of it is going to end up in a landfill or the ocean. Wow. There is a part of the Pacific Ocean called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch or Garbage Island. It's not, like, a big accumulation of, like, garbage, but because of the way the tides go, everything kind of, like, ends up in this area, and it's just, like, there's so much trash just floating around there. And the thing about plastic is it's not biodegradable, Mm. which means it doesn't break down into a natural substance like soil. What it does do is over, like, many, 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 many years... It'll break down into a smaller particle. But that's like 400 years. Whoa. Yeah. So it doesn't fully decompose. It takes like 400 years. And during that process of it breaking down, 
it's releasing chemicals. Uh, there's a chemical called leachate, which gets into our groundwater. And there's the chemical methane that's released, and that gets into our air, causes it's a greenhouse gas, making the planet hotter. Because global warming is real. It's real, yo. It's real. Don't deny it. <laughs> it's a real thing. Oh my gosh. Some people um, are. Well, anyway, that's a different topic, but yes. Different topic. That's a yeah. different rant for another day. But yeah, it's it's a problem. So we can do a lot, is what you're saying. Like, our efforts as an individual do make a difference. So we Our should. efforts do make a difference, and there are people who are right now out there trying to clean up our mess. Like, uh, there's this company called The Ocean Cleanup, and they just launched the first self-operating or self-free-floating ocean cleaning system into that great Pacific garbage patch that I was talking about. It's basically this big long tube that floats on the surface of the ocean and has a skirt. And the skirt hangs down into the water and it floats along the surface and it catches any trash. And then the way the skirt works is it lets any fish that are swimming on the surface they kind of get pulled under the current of the skirt, so they don't they miss the trash. They're not getting caught in the trash. Mm. But everything else will stay floating on top. And it'll also catch anything that through that push kind of gets pressed down. They're having some glitches with, with it right now. They just launched it very recently. I think like in September. So there's still some glitches that they're working out, but they are working on it and they're hopefully gonna be launching like three systems into the ocean soon. And that'll, that's gonna help. It's gonna help. Yeah. Because there is like 150 million metric tons of plastic estimated to be in the ocean right now. 150 million metric tons. That's. And another 8 million is added to that each year. Mm. So. And people are just, you know, throwing their water bottles away, like not recycling them. Exactly. Like not recycling. People choose convenience over environmental costs. Yes, absolutely. They Because we're lazy. Lazy and just like I said, it's like that it's like that storybook feeling. Just knowing that plastic is harmful and that it is an issue doesn't really change people's mindset about it. Right. It doesn't change their attitude towards it. No. And like it should, because little known, there's another place that plastic is being found. It's inside of us. Oh my gosh, no in way. In our bloodstream. You're kidding. It is being linked to cancer, birth defects, infertility, and several other health issues. Wow. Yeah. Because it's in our food? It's in our food. Fish are eating it. Right. Because animals are eating it. Because those little particles, they get they everywhere. get everywhere. So what what is safe to eat? Oh my gosh! I mean, not meat. So like being like vegan is a wise choice. So the thing with being vegan, I'm not against it. I think like you know if you can do it right, it's great. But you have to be really careful because there are certain vitamins from animal products that you cannot get in abundance in just a plant-based diet so just make sure if you yeah so if you choose to go vegan if you choose to go vegetarian just make sure that you're getting those vitamins from another source 
Taking a multivitamin does help. Definitely make sure you're taking B12 because B12 deficiencies can result in like memory loss and fainting and like just a lot of issues. So good, yes. I, if everybody went plant-based, it would be good, but it also doesn't necessarily take away the problem because then what we're replacing with the livestock industry, we're replacing with the plant industry. Okay. And, you know, we have to build, we have to make more crops to feed people. Mm-hmm. And not all ground is sufficient to grow crops. You know, if you think of like a mountain area. Right. Think of like what grows there. Nothing. Nothing. The altitude's too high. So in that instance, a goat living up there, grazing on that little grass that is up there, well, that can provide milk. That can provide food. That can provide, you know, using, and it like going back to like a Native American mindset where it's, I mean, like, they use every part of the animal. Mm-hmm. They use every part. They don't waste anything. If we can get back to that kind of mindset where like whatever we wasteful. use, yeah, not wasting, being grateful for the earth, recognizing that the earth is a privilege. Mm-hmm. It is not something that's just guaranteed for us. It is a privilege for us to be here. It is a privilege for us to have these resources. And if we don't treat the earth with respect and we're not taking care of it, it's going to stop giving. Yes. And then where will we be? Right. Fucked. Fucked. We'll be fucked. So give (laughs) and we will receive. Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. No, that's great great advice and, and... that's not something people think about, you know, during their, their day-to-day lives. And it, it, it is. It's something we should definitely keep in mind. So, yeah. Uh, check out Jesse's blog. It's awesome. What What's the name of the blog? The blog is called L.A. Single. L.A. Single. Um, okay. Just, like, Law Single. Law um, Single. Law Single. Yes. But that was more just, like, you know, one girl, one mindset, one person trying to, like, change. Change the world. Change the world. So, Yeah. Uh, and I'm in LA. Yes. So that's where that came from. But you can always follow my Instagram for updates of when I've added things to the blog, um, which is just at Jesse Lee Kelly on Instagram. On Insta? Yes, on we'll Insta. put all those links when we post this episode. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And it was a pleasure. Drinking wine with me in our um, Christmas attire. Feels, we are now going to... <laughs> feels oh, like a Tuesday. Right? <laughs> this is just the norm for just, us. This is Tuesday. It's just really Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Sunday fun day. Yeah. So now we will finish up with a few of Jesse's favorite things. Yay. Favorite movie. Oh, man. So hard. Let's do a Christmas movie because it's Christmas oh, time. Favorite, favorite Christmas, Christmas movie? movie? The Holiday. Yes, we just watched it the other we night did. at uh, whatever it was called, Rooftop so Cinema. Cinema good. Club. I so love Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law. He was fantastic. And he's Shout also out. so good as uh, young Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts. Oh. He's I haven't seen it yet. It's great. Okay. Okay, so The Holiday. Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite actor or actress. Doesn't have to be in a Christmas movie. Okay, good. Because I was like, man, that's hard. Right. Um, Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law. Um, favorite actor, I guess. I love Audrey Hepburn. Mm. She's iconic. She is. Um, and she's such a lady. 
and so I'm classy. not. So I feel like I admire her <laughs> for like just being. We're sitting here with like our legs wide open. We're so classy. <laughs> just like in sweats all Drinking the time. Wine out of like mugs. <laughs> I constantly say inappropriate things at the the perfect time. So yeah, I'm definitely I. I love just how elegant she is, but I'm also I have to love Natalie Portman. Because we're doppelgangers. She's great. Oh, I She's totally fantastic. see that. Yeah. Well, and she, um, she was um, in Black Swan, and she was a she was in, in that. Um, so when that movie came out, I was still dancing, and I was at school, and I went to a party, and I walked in the door, and this girl was like, oh my god, you look like Natalie Portman, Black Swan. And I was like, haha, okay. And then she started calling me Natalie whenever I would run into her. And then everybody else kind of started calling me Natalie. And I was like, that's not my name. <laughs> my name is Jessie. My name is Jessie. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I have like a connection with her. So I'll definitely say Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. She is fantastic. Dream role or type of movie you'd like to be in? <sighs> Dream role would be to do, if they ever made a movie of the roles of civility, I would love to play Catherine. I would love to. Is that um, a book? It's a book. It's basically this like coming of age book, also a romance, um, but it's a year in the life of this girl in New York City. And she, I just like resonate with her so much, like in way of thinking, like, because I was going to say my other favorite movie that's not on Christmas is Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's one of my I, favorites. I resonate with Holly a mm. lot. Like, I am Holly Galilee in a less super dramatic kind of way. <laughs> and I don't date Brazilians, but... You don't um, have a cat named Cat. And I, I'm allergic to cats, so <laughs> in every other so way. Close. So close. I'm basically Holly minus the cat. But yeah, so she kind of, I think, also reminds me of that type of character. Like, a, just a... But she's a lot stronger. She's a strong female character, but also, like... Yeah, just, like, in search of love and, like, life and the way she reacts to certain things that happen to her, I'm, like, that's how I would react. That's exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to, to, like, do dark comedy. Just love to do it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, that's my my niche. Yeah, I can see that. I can see you doing that. Favorite type of workout? Ooh... Obviously, we love Pure Bar, but... I love Pure Bar. I swear by bar. I recently got into running. I figured out how to get more than two feet without collapsing. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I can run six miles now. Um, <laughs> super fun. So I love running because I can just... I have to be in the mood for it, though. Like, I have to literally just be, like, antsy and be like, I gotta go for a run. Um, I started going to Training Mate. Yeah! Shout out to my Aussies. So great. I like that because that's like high intensity interval training. Okay. Um, I love that. So it just like changes it up. From changes bar. it up. They're also really silly. Like as they teach, so they'll be saying jokes like we'll be doing like Russian twists and the teacher will be like, thank you guys for putting in the effort. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so great. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love that. Um, yeah. I just. Even just going on a hike, I would say hiking is actually probably my favorite because I'm visually stimulated while I'm getting my endorphins and like, you know, huffing and puffing and like making it up the mountain. And when I get to the top, there's that moment of like, you did it. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Fulfillment. Like, 
fulfillment and you're you're like rewarded with an incredible view yeah. and just like yeah. a moment to relax so yeah probably hiking nice. that's a long answer these are long answers no that's I'm that's over great. talking no I'm i love yeah you're over talking about it. no that's that's great i love it so what advice can you give to someone regarding the importance of self-care the importance of self-care do it <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's so important because I would say I'm an overly empathetic person. So when people, when I'm talking to my friends, I don't just like listen to them. I feel what they are going through. Like I 100% like take on their emotions and I feel like I absorb it like a sponge. So self-care has been a way for me to like release that type of energy because we also work at a meditation studio together. Yes, we do. We work at both of our jobs together. Yay. Like yes, but you know it is. I mean, sometimes you feel like you're kind of a therapist because yeah. you are. You're taking in people's people come in, they yeah. leave their problems with you at the and door like, and then like, you're like sorting them out for them while <gasps> they're in class and then you're supposed to have an answer when they're done. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say like Take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. And, like, it's okay. I cancel last minute on plans all the time. Me too. If I'm not... Feeling it. Yeah. And it's more... I I always feel bad. I always have this gut feeling of just like, oh, man, they're going to hate me if I do this. I think you have to get out of that mindset of, like, trying to please everybody because that's just what I want. I'm like, I just want all my friends to love me the way I love them. And I want all my friends to, like, feel like I am there for them all the time. But sometimes I've been working every single day. Like, I've been working every single day for the past month. I have not had a day off since November 18th. So. I feel that, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, today was my first day off. And, like, I wanted to do this. I wanted to come and see you. Well, hopefully Um, this was fun. This was fun. Yeah. We're drinking wine and we're in Christmas jam. So it's not too bad. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to fill this day. Like, I need to make sure I go see people before I leave because I'm going home for Christmas Mm -hmm. and a day so like I was like I need to go and I need to please people and like both people that I was planning with like canceled their plans and I was like that's kind of nice though because I had time to myself today I packed I like you know I went and did a workout I like you know I took a bath like a nice long hot bath felt amazing like those little things like painted my nails yeah. Taking care, like plucking your eyebrows, like <laughs> right. self care, like things that I don't even think about. I'm just like little the little things, shaving your legs. Like oh yeah, I still have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute, right? But it's winter. Right. Yeah, um, we, sh- we don't need to do that. haven't worn a dress in like a month. <laughs> but yeah, so like just little things. It doesn't do the little things. Have a cup of tea, and enjoy it. Don't yeah. slurp through it. Don't chug the tea. Mm-hmm. Sit. That's what I've started to do. I mean, yes, I, I have to get up a little bit earlier in the morning to actually sit and enjoy my tea or my coffee, mm-hmm. but it's so worth it. I'll get up a little bit earlier, I'll yep. make it, and I'll sit and actually enjoy every sip and just kind of like, just, you know, see how I'm feeling and just yeah. check in and just really enjoy like the taste of it. And and then you start your day in such a more positive mindset because you weren't rushing. Exactly. I think that's where the stress comes from is like, rushing everywhere and thinking I have to do this I have to do that you know like just taking 
I do one thing at a time, and exactly. that's what really works for me. Take one thing at a time, because anxiety is worrying about the future. Yes. And I always say I have anxiety because I get so, like, wrapped up in, like, a little detail about the day, and I'm, like, so fixated on that, and then it happens, and I'm like, well, that wasn't a big deal. What was I so worried about? Right, but in the moment, it feels like the end of the world when yeah. you have anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's good. Surround yourself with people who understand you people you can talk to make sure you have someone that you can unload on and like vice versa like let your friends unload on you too but like make sure you have an outlet yes if it's a journal I keep a journal for the days that I don't have anyone to talk to because I live alone (laughs) so which is great I love that because I'm definitely an introvert but like I have that journal that like if I have a thought that I'm like I just need to get this out I can write it out and then it's gone and it's done Mm -hmm. and if you feel like you need help, ask for it. Ask for help. Don't ask, be afraid to ask do for help. Not, there's no shame in asking for help and getting help. And the people that make you feel ashamed should not be in your life. No. Cut toxic people. That is part of self-care. Cutting toxic people out of your life. I have straight up just stopped talking to people because their energies is like draining any positivity that mm-hmm. I have. And that, I mean, that can be hard to do, but you, you have to do it. You have to stand up for yourself, and you have to surround yourself with, with positive people. I, I think that's so true. Like, you are who your friends are. A lot of people have said that to me in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not true. But but it is it. If you are hanging out with toxic, negative people who are lazy and are behaving in an unhealthy way, eventually that's going to catch up with you, and you're going to just fall into those same patterns. So... Yeah. If you, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, you know what, man, I need to, I need to focus yeah. on myself for a while, and then maybe that'll be a wake up call for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't even like say I'm not never mean about it. I'm yeah, usually no. just like, hey, like I'm busy. Yeah. Right. And then they usually kind of just like they get the they get, get the point. Yeah. Yeah. So so you never need to like we were talking about my ex. Like he was just constantly braiding me with these negative things. Mm-hmm. So I just stop responding. Yeah. You know, it's like if somebody is not providing you with love and speaking to you with kindness on a consistent basis, like I'll even stop talking to my mom sometimes. Yeah. She's being like, (laughs) yeah, like I will straight up, like we'll be on the phone and she'll start like berating me with things and I'll just be like, hey, I have to go. Like, (laughs) yeah, straight, like out of nowhere. And she'll just be like, she gets it now. She knows Mm -hmm. what I'm doing, but like. Well, that's better than you, you know, reacting in a negative way or, like, yelling at her or something. exactly. So, like, I'd rather just be like, you know what, I'm going to talk to you when I'm calmer and you're calmer and you're not taking anything out on me and I'm not Not taking taking anything anything out out on you. you. Right. Um, That's good. Yeah. Straight up. You're very aware. Socially aware. Hey. Socially aware. Well, thank you so much. I think that's that's yeah. really great advice, and I just am so grateful to you for being here and being my friend. So I think too. you are so beautiful and are going so far. So fuck all the haters. Yeah, I said fuck a lot on this episode. That's but okay. I really that's, mean it. <laughs> you're with a Philly girl. Yes. I literally Philly. curse all the time. I have potty mouth so bad. It's fine, um, but it's it's great. passion. It's passion. Yeah. Well, I come across people think I'm so rude out here, and I'm like, no, I'm actually really nice. Yeah. I'm actually really nice just really passionate I had an acting teacher at school and and she would like 
get really loud and and yell and yeah. like cuss and stuff. She's like, I'm not angry, I'm just passionate. And she was. It's just like it's yeah. raw passion and that's that's what we're all about. Yeah. Plus we're well, Eagles fans, so Yes. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Hopefully they won that game. We're gonna Fingers check the score. Um yes. but I love you and love you are amazing. Oh, so thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. I'll drink Sunday. wine in Christmas yes. pajamas with you anytime. And side note, I can't wait to drive around and look at Christmas lights in Bella yes! So exciting. Yes. Well Merry Christmas Merry Christmas. Or, you know, happy holidays. Or happy holidays. Just a general, non-denominational, happy... Happy holidays. Signing off. Happy Sunday. And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy. The part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Hello, my dears. We're back again for Game Time with Grammy your favorite part of the show i'm sure i hope you all have been listening to the end of the episodes because that's the best part okay tell everyone anyway sorry to be a little snarky so i'm here today with jesse lee and i'm going to go by your christian name dear because i'm a very christian woman yes and it's christmas time it's great it's great so yes dear hello yes so you're from philly Yes, I am. Yes, and you're here in, in scandalous LA. Scandalous. It's always scary sure. when I come in. You see, dear, I fly in from Indiana every week to be on this podcast. It's oh, very man. expensive. That, I do it for my Yeah, expensive and like that must take a toll. I mean, what's your flight it, method? You it, know, do you have like a routine? I mean, it changes every week, dear, because Janie tries to get the cheap one. It's very annoying. I don't really remember most of it because. Because I take a lot of uh, NyQuil mm. before I get on a plane, so I just pass out. Usually it's, a, it's a direct flight, you know, from Indianapolis here. Sometimes I stop in Vegas, but that's always really fun. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, you can gamble as soon as you get off the, the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been to the Vegas airport. Yes, I loved it. Yes, it's love, so fun. love it. I mean, you know, I feel bad, but not okay. really. Oh, so no. it's not too bad. Um, I'm getting used to it. The commute. My da- my granddaughter just wants me to move here, but I think LA is disgusting, so I'm not going to do well, that. Well, you're not wrong. No, 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 no. no. I'm never wrong. <laughs> so I love LA, to- but it's. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't believe we. Really it's not for the weak. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not weak, dear. I'm just very picky, and I mm. like things to be the way I want them. And LA, mm-mm, not the way I want it. Yeah. So we're gonna play a game, dear, and it's a Christmas themed game that we've created for you. Great. And it's uh, kind of like a game hedge up, mm. but it's not. So we're not doing hedge up. Um, but it's similar. It's called Christmas Character Clues. Ooh. Christmas Character Clues. So what we will do is we have these lovely cards here, and you will place it on your head, and then I will describe the character. So it's it's all characters from Christmas movies, mm-hmm. live action or animation. Okay. And you have to guess what the character is. You have a minute, and I will describe it for you. But here's the thing. When I'm describing it, I'm not allowed to say what Christmas movie it's from. Okay. I'm also not allowed to say any character affiliated with that character. So, like, if it was Santa, I could not be like, oh, he's married to Mrs. Claus. No, that's too easy. Right. No, we're trying to make it a little tricky. Okay. And you, so it has to be traits about the character or their importance in the film. You know what Can I mean? Can we do, dear? like, a line from the film? Like, yeah. something they say? Yes, but it has to be something they say. Okay. You see, you see what I mean? It's all okay. about the character. Cool. Yes. So, that's the game. You have a minute. 
Um, uh, you can start, so you can pick okay. a card, and I will describe it. This is the closest one to me. So. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So he think think not future, not present, but past. Yes. Yes. So. Oh, the ghost of Christmas. Past. Yes. Yes. Great oh, that job. was great. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm great at describing these. Okay. Or maybe I've just seen one too many Christmas movies. <laughs> we all have the end. Yes. yes. Go. I don't know if it's right. Oh. Okay. Where are you taking our Christmas tree? Oh, it's in the loo. Yes. Yay! <laughs> awesome, awesome. This is so Yay, fun. I love this. Yay! <laughs> Great. I'll take this one. Uh, oh, okay. So, um, he's a dad and he takes his son to Denny's because he oh, can't cook the turkey. the Santa Claus. Yes, but what's, Tim his, Allen. Yeah, what's his name? S. C. Scott Calvin. Yay! Oh man! Yes, I'm like good. Tim Allen. It's his name. Yes, okay. dear. Great job. Good Let's job. See. This is so fun. Okay, yeah. here we go. Next one. Bah! Humbug. Oh, Ebony Scrooge. Yes. Yay! We've seen too many Christmas movies. I know. Movies. This is bad. It's very bad. Okay, Miss my turn. Yes. Can you pick one? Yes. Oh, read it. Okay. I think. Oh, you just picked one. That's oh, right. You do it again. Okay. Um, Kevin. Yes. Yay. Kevin McAllister. I oh, that really, I, I really slapped my face there. That hurt so much. But that was, I knew as soon as you did that, you'd watch. Yes. Very good, okay. very good. All right. Should I do two? Because you did. Uh, oh, I looked at it. I'm going to put it back. <laughs> no, but I've seen it. She no, I'm, I'm going to mix it around. Okay, mix it around. She's already messed up again. I'm so sorry. These silly girls don't know what they're doing. I know. What's yeah, wrong with me? Okay, I didn't look this time. Um, uh, from the North Pole, um, oh, okay, so Buddy we, the Elf? Well, his dad. His dad, oh no! He's, so he's a father, he's an elf. Oh, he the elf, Pop Elf. Yes, Pop okay. Elf, Pop from Elf. North Pole. Okay, I was like thinking the other dad, his real dad, and I was like, oh no! Oh yes, I, his real dad's <laughs> name is, um... It's totally like oh, what is? It? I just watched this movie. I really should know it. It'll come to me. It'll come yeah. to me. Okay, I didn't look. I promise, I didn't look. Okay. Yes. Yay! These are good. Good job. These are good. Who made these cards? Yes, yeah, a little man over there. Oh. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, Charlie Brown. Yes. Yay! Yes. Yay. Oh, this is hard. You know Donner and Dasher. Wait, uh, Rudolph. And Dasher, Blitzen, and Comet, and Cupid, and Donner and Blitzen. Um, Dasher, going. Dancer, Prancer, Fiction. <laughs> yes. Oh, yay. Yay. Oh, that's a tricky one. That Vixen totally, I didn't even think of reindeer at first. I was like, ooh, Christmas Vixen. <laughs> like, ooh, like a sexy yes. Vixen. Sexy. And I was like, that's no, not dear. right. No, this is Christmas. This is about yeah, the Yeah, this is about old. Christ. Yes, focus, dear. Oh, Christ. Oh, okay. So he is the evil version of Santa. He's half goat, half demon. Oh, uh... He, he comes and steals children away if they're bad. Oh, Christ. Like a, 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 German, a German character. I know. He looks like he's got who's uh, crinkle, crinkle. It starts with a K. Christ. Uh, that was fun. 
How much time does she have? <laughs> Three seconds, dear. Uh, 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 yeah, show, show uh, his no, move. She has there's the, a movie about uh, that. Yeah, it's a movie. The Crumpets. Um, yeah, Crumpets. Crumpets. It's close to Crumpets, dear, yes. Crumpets. 20 seconds. <laughs> favorite Christmas film? Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I have to say his yeah. name. I already looked. <laughs> that was Oshkosh. Okay. Yes, but, um, but... I've only seen it, Die Hard once. It's a really Christmas oh, movie, I know, though. but I've seen all the Bond films like ten times. But those Christmas movies? Die Hard? Yeah, why is it yes. a Christmas movie? Because it takes during place Christmas. during Christmas. It doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Is it about Christmas? So then no. the holiday is in a Christmas movie. No, it's yes, not, it is. But it's not about the Christmas. The holiday is about Christmas oh, magic and love with Jude Law. <laughs> it takes it, part it during Christmas. It has Jude Law in it, dear. Anything with Jude Law is just. But it amazing. takes part during Christmas, but it's not about Christmas. You know what? We'll have Christmas. this discussion oh, he later. He usually plays like a real mess of character. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's like the one movie that he's like really just like. You just want to squish his face. Yeah, squish, squishing okay. the face. Ready? Oh, oh, um, um. Joy to the world. Uh, he, he, he's a father. He works really hard to put lights on his house, and then he tries to plug it in, and it doesn't work. And he's all about having a nice family Christmas. Oh, Christmas family vacation? Yes, but what is the character's name? I don't know. I've never seen it. Chevy we Chase. never watched it. You never watched Christmas Vacation, no. dear. I saw the end of okay. it when we the were about to go see the whole family, family Christmas. Okay. Oh, oh, the Grimwald. Close. Grim, Grimwald. Grimwald. Grim, Grim. <laughs> I'm going on pure guesses right here. I don't know. Uh, John, let's say his name is John. Joe? No, no it starts with a C. His first name Chris? Is C. No. Chris? Karen. Uh, think, think. <laughs> so it's, 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 it lines, rhymes with bar. Clark? Yes. And then. Griswold. Yes, yes! Oh, not, how many, I'm a golden goose. Yeah, let's yes, just, one of, that's let's just call favorite, it. Favorite Christmas that was a tricky one, though. That was tricky. But, we apologize. I, mean, I didn't look. I promise I didn't I, look. I, I believe you. Oh, um... Oh, he's biting at your nose. It's so cold outside. Oh, the weather outside is... Um, no, uh, he's... Frosty he's, he's the reason why it gets cold. You know, he bites. He's... It's all because of... Snowmiter. Another guy. Another guy? <laughs> um... Mother Nature? <laughs> What do you call it though? It's um, it's not snow, but it's a blizzard, <laughs> the bumble. Um, I'm um, terrible. This Have you, the Guardians of the the Galaxy. No. <laughs> um, Rise of the Guardians. Oh, oh, oh! Father Time. The other one. Oh, the oh. one it's about. Oh my, Jack Frost. Yes. Oh, oh wow! That was, that was such a close call. <laughs> oh my god! I have so much anxiety for that. <laughs> 
fine. <laughs> okay, wait. Ready? Here we go. Oh, the little drummer boy. Yes, yes. Oh, that one actually, I don't like that movie. No, it always is creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's a creepy The shaman beginning is very creepy. And then when the lamb gets hit, it makes me cry every time. Oh, I know. Okay. Ooh. The, uh. Um. What does he sing? Um. He's the head of Halloween Town. Oh, oh, Jack Skellington. Yes. Yes, yes. There are few who do deny it. What I do, I am the best. Those were the lyrics that I was searching for, and they went to fly. But you remembered it. Yeah. Yes. So is that technically a Christmas film or it, a Halloween film? It's a both film. It's a both film. My best friend and I have a tradition every Christmas when we exchange gifts. We make mac and cheese pizza, mm. which I'm now allergic to, <laughs> and I'm allergic to tomatoes. Oh, well, good thing yeah. we didn't make that the... the um, the, the the punishment. Yes. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Nathan the tomato. Did, he did suggest that to you. That was Nathan's oh, suggestion. Oh, no. Alusha eats a tomato. Oh. Isn't that rude? Like a whole one? Nathan. Yeah. Yes. So he just knew. But we or didn't You should that. have just said, like, rub a cat all over your face. That would have been great. Oh, no, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, we watch that movie and we have our pizza and we oh, exchange During gifts. Halloween or Christmas? During Christmas. Oh, okay. We watch it on Christmas Eve, usually. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. So that's Last one. Last one. All right. Here we go. Got this. Is it upright? No, flip it. He showed my shirt. Oh, Buddy the Elf. Yes, that was too easy. Yay. Yes, I have, uh, I have Buddy. It's too easy because we've seen all these movies like yes, a thousand like times. Like a billion times. I've yeah. been watching a Christmas movie a day ever yeah. since, you know, the day after Thanksgiving. See, but we're watching like the good Christmas movies. Yes, My mom one. keeps telling me to watch the Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, no, just shit. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, Grammy. I'm, I'm sorry. I've had a little wine. I get, I, I it's okay. when I've had a little wine. should say a rosary or wine. something. No, I... I it's in my push, dear. I promise I will on a toilet okay. afterwards. That's where I usually say the grocery on the toilet. Good. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. the Hallmark movies. Yeah, they're all the same. Girl from Big City moves to a small town, meets a boy, they kiss in the snow, there's a dog. Yeah, it's mistletoe. Mistletoe and, and love and... Mistletoe, yeah. Misleading, misleading truths about what life's actually like. That should be the name of the next movie. Misleading under the mistletoe or <laughs> yes. something like Ooh, that. Yes, the misleading mistletoe. Yes, We're yes. Gonna, I'm going to write that. You should, you should write a sketch <laughs> comedy um, scene about... The shitty Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, I will. It's you already done. Should. It's yes. already written in my I'm so mind. I'm excited. Well, thank you so much for being with me today yeah, and thanks, playing Grammy. the game, the Christmas game. It is the best part of the show when we play the game. Yeah. So, um, I apologize for saying a bad word. There's oh, a moment it's, of weakness. You know, I'm from Philly. If it's I, not what you do there. You guys really like scandalous and. We really and, well. What the way I put it is, when I like walk in the morning to Wawa and I ask for my bagel, I'm like, "Hey, can I get a fucking bagel with some fucking schmear?" And they're like, "Yeah, here's your fucking bagel." And I'm like, "Fuck you, have a nice day." And they're like, "Fuck you too." And I'm like, "That's a pleasant conversation." I think you need to come shade rosary with me, dear. Yeah, I think I need. I, that's going to be your Christmas <laughs> gift saving. from Grammy. Is is a rosary and some soap to wash out your dirty mouth. Oh, thanks. I'll just yeah, make sure it's a uh, good flavor. So. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I'm I'm feeling like a peppermint or a Christmassy cinnamon 
show Sounds something amazing for you, dear. Great. Yes. I love you, dear. You're so sweet oh, with your little your ears and your, or not your ears, yeah. My before. antlers. Antlers. My, my bells. bells. On yes, yes. Yeah, what is your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Is probably White Christmas. That's mine too, oh, dear. Yeah. Yes, Only when it's sung by Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby is a legend. I met him back in my day. We had a little fling. Ooh. Didn't work out very well because I was well, a better singer than him and he just mm. couldn't handle my abilities. Right. Well, yes. he's a hunky dude, so good yes. on you. Oh, thank you. Got it. Yes, I have many a hunky dude. That have been in my life. Shanta, one of them. Oh, she is soon. Yes. Right. So we will sign off for now. We always say, Grammy, sign off at the end. Are you ready? Here we go. Deuces, dears. Deuces, dears. Yes, yes. I was feeling once more. Right. <laughs> Deuces, dears. Deuces, dears. Yes, that was a feeling coming out in here. Yeah. We'll, we'll just stop now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.